listener and welcome to the podcast with your agony aunt, Anna. This can be a space for you to talk to your very own agony aunt. Now, I can't say I'm the wisest, but I will give it my best shot. Providing any help with dilemmas, listen to your moan, share insight on your unusual stories. But most importantly, be a voice of comfort for you in lockdown. It is so easy to feel isolated during these times and, you know, miss social connections with other people. I, for one, have definitely been struggling and so I want to be there for people who just fancy a bit of a chat, really. Although the conversation might be a bit one-sided. So, a bit about me and how I came to speak to you today. I was a contractor and I was on a placement and I got let go, unfortunately, from that placement after a year and a half because it wasn't a good fit. Now, what you couldn't see there was my big quote around that. I will verbally confirm any ironic hand gestures or eye rolls, so don't worry. I'm aware this is a podcast. I actually, I actually had thought about doing a YouTube channel instead, but then I remembered I have a double chin. Anyway, so going back to my employer looking for my next placement was a real big struggle for me with regards to jumping through the hoops and just various instances that we'd had previously with them and I was really struggling with my mental health. Oh, the scary topic no one wants to talk about. Uh, no, there will be absolutely no stigma on the topic, it's absolutely fine and we're just going to be talking about it quite openly, not afraid of it. Do you know what? Voldemort can suck it. That's right, bit of a badass. I'm not afraid to say anything. So I was taking some time off and then just before Christmas I decided to quit my job. Going into 2021 unemployed. Boop. And then um, New Year's Day I had the classic panic. You know, oh my god I have to start adulting again. You know, not even was it a new year but it was like I think everyone just thought 2021 is like the milestone year. Just make it. But I had till Monday the 4th of January, that's what I said. 1st January, obviously still hungover, not feeling great, absolutely, oh my god, I have to start adulting, freaking out, but no. Everything starts on a Monday, that's just the rule of life, everyone knows that. So, trying to get into the job role and get my life set up a bit, I had a tech assessment for one of the job applications I was doing, and yes, I said tech assessment, yes, I'm a software engineer, and I have a vagina... And um, it just worked for me. I'm, I'm actually dyslexic, so computer languages are so much easier than bloody English. So that was fine. <laughs> so I did this assessment. I submitted it. I was really proud, really happy with myself. I tackled a few things that I'd seen but never done before. did it all on my own. It was just really interesting engaging. And, you know, I absolutely thought I smashed it. <sighs> that was a little hair flip there. A couple of days later, I found out I failed. The rejection took me off cloud night and I plummeted. <laughs> but anyway, that's just a little bit of the insight as to what got me here and why I'm now doing this. You know, the classic reevaluating of questions, what I'm doing with my life, what am I good at, ah, everything's horrible. And I had a little think about what I was good at, and turns out one of the things I'm good at is chatting shit. 
So here I am. Yeah, and I'm hoping that I bring you a little bit of a smile, bit of a wee giggle for anyone that is really struggling out there with their whole mess of a situation. And yeah, missing their friends, missing people. So I ended up moving back in with my mum, which I think a lot of people did, especially last year. Talk about a tough situation. Yeah, I feel like many people had to just adapt and figure out, you know, how to relive with your parents. It was awful. And, you know, maybe you're a parent out there whose kids have moved back in with you, which would have been an adjustment and a sort of an invasion of your life that you set up as well. But that that's only if I've already cracked the older generation market. Plus, if you are a parent whose kids move back in with you, they 100% set you up on this podcast there. Maybe you should say thanks to them. Oh my God, the sass is already unreal. Yeah, so me and my mum had to do a lot of learning about each other again since, you know, I'd gone off and grown up, you know, discovered who I am and what I like doing in my own space and all of this stuff. But, it, you know, it provides an opportunity to sort of share all of this. So one of the things I taught her was um, what knocking was. Yeah, not even funny. Um, I, I, she just, yeah, wasn't a concept to her and her home. And I, I just found it so invasive compared to what I was used to we actually had to have a conversation where I said you know I'm not used to people being in my space so much and she said I'm not I'm not people I'm your mother I mean she's a physical being so this kind of threw me a little bit but I think we you know we agreed upon it I got where she was coming from she got where I was coming from and now we're solid as a rock and we've definitely got the privacy of the bedroom thing nailed now you know at the start At the start, I would come upstairs and she'd be sat in my bed under the covers texting her friends back. Glasses down at the end of her nose, holding the phone away, doing that one finger tap thingy taking forever to send a message. Another thing that was a bit weird, adjusting, being 26 years old, moving back in with your mum, she gives me a kiss every night. And I don't want to be ungrateful, it's so sweet, it's so nice. But a couple times she has startled the living shit out of me. And she has turned off what I'm watching, just turned my Netflix off. And one time she even woke me up when she came in. I, of course, am so grateful for her and everything she has done for me. And I love her dearly. She's the best mum ever. For legal purposes, I just had to put that in there in case it came up in the will. Well, so far, this has been very therapeutic. Um, Yeah, just sort of chatting about me and how I'm doing. I had actually written some things down as to the content I wanted to mention. And I was rambling in my own head, like just getting carried away, excited to just be getting thoughts out on the page. And oh, God. I thought I was bloody hilarious. And this is going to sound so weird. But does anyone else do the thing where you like play it out in your head? So like, as I was writing this, I'd be like, oh, and then I'll like say this. And then it'll be like, pretty funny. Like the round of applause at the beginning. I was like, genius. <laughs> yeah. No, I hope, I hope other people have that. Because, you know, you know, if you're going on a date or you're going out to a party and you just sort of play it out you're like oh my god I don't want to wear these heels 
and you just play it out like oh what I'll do is I'll wear that dress and I'll put my hair down and then when I'm at the bar I can just like flick flick it and look down the bar and Sam will be there and he'll just be stunned or you'll be like um oh my god I'll get the girls to play dares when we're when we're at the party because it'll be so funny we'll have like you know Chelsea's tip falls out I don't know <laughs> and these things just play along in your head and like if you're on a date and you're just like oh my god and then he'll just like touch my hand and he'll say like I've always loved people with hands okay like I'm getting a bit carried away because I can't think on the spot and I've either resonated with you or freaked you out but I do think this is quite normal when you're excited about something and you just start imagining what it will be like and you're just yeah and so far it's been very therapeutic I would definitely recommend if you have any thoughts going on in your head writing them down and just sending them over so as an agony aunt I'm just here for you guys really so if you want to get in touch just email youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com and I'll be happy to hear from you I would love to hear your stories, anything that's been going on in your life, anything that you're dealing with, or perhaps just a whimsical story for the podcast. But I do understand that that's pretty scary, could be a bit embarrassing, and to, to build trust, I should really go first. You know, if I embarrass myself, hopefully you will feel comfortable sharing something with me or else I have just completely embarrassed myself for no reason and what I actually thought of was in my last few years of uni I actually started a Bridget Jones diary so this is not just a normal diary this is all the things that I thought I needed to make humorous or you just cry (laughs) So it was forever focusing on the positive of disastrous situations. So I thought I could just share a few little snippets with you from that as we go on. What do you guys think? Do you think that'd be good? God, I wish that you could answer so I'd know if this was going down well or not. You know on like um, like BBC iPlayer or like ITV or something. I can't even remember where it came from. But you know those adverts they used to get? Be like this is an advert for Mercedes pick your scenario and there'd be like one with a family one with a girl one with a man or something and you could like pick the sketch that you wanted to watch for the advert that is what I would love for this podcast for you guys to like click what it is you're enjoying and like finish out the podcast that way but I do hope you guys will enjoy this and um, at the front of it I've written a little note to myself a positive attitude on all things shit I really think we could all do with that now. Um, (laughs) I know some of you might be thinking that I'm so brave sharing these stories from uni. Like, uni, crazy. Um, What if her family hears it? How embarrassing. But I'm, I'm actually excited for my family to hear what I was up to because they all think I'm either frigid or a lesbian or I don't have any offers from men. And I can tell you right now, the answers are true, false, false. I've actually had loads of propositions from men. You know, 10 minutes before closing, in the club, they want to get some of this. 
And uh, yeah, numerous dick pics inviting me over for sex on Snapchat, which in millennial terms means I'm doing pretty good. I had a little look through the diary previously just to make sure I was willing to sacrifice my pride. And I can tell you right now, I bloody well thought I was a hilarious. Like, it's, it's so, it's so shameful. I thought I was so funny and it is a terrible trait caused by the absolute unwavering opinion from my mother who practically pisses herself no matter what I say, which I actually have managed to achieve once or twice. Whenever I'd watch stand-up comedy when I was younger, I'd actually go into mum's room and be like, this is what happened. Like, oh my God, mum, you should have been there. It's so funny. This happened, yada, yada. Oh, oh, oh. And then he said, yada, yada, And I used to just like try and recite it as much as I could. And mum would just be wetting herself like, oh my God, you're so funny. You're so funny. But I had made it very clear that this was someone else's comedy sketch. Like they were the ones that found these jokes. I was literally just repeating them. She'd be like, no, 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 you're so funny. You would do it so much better than them. I was like, what, better than the person who's performing in front of thousands of people on the telly? I don't think so, Mum. Way to blow smoke out my ass. But yeah, I just think stand-up comedians are so funny and they're amazing. So genuinely been a tough time for them at the moment i hope they're all writing some amazing material for when we can finally get back in venues i can't wait i know i won't be able to go see so many shows but to be honest there's only so many jokes you can make about 2020 so i'm sure i'll get the gist of it if i just make it to one or two i am just not cut out for what they do I'm very self-conscious, I'm a very sweaty person, and that's just not a good combination when it's dead silence out there and this beaming hot light is just shining on you. So I'll just stick to entertaining my mum, and hopefully now you, which is I guess what I'm trying to do. I am fully aware that this may come across a bit cringe, and like I'm forcing this but I did have to sort of decide what I was doing and I didn't want to do these jokes again the quotation marks there but I do love to make people laugh so fingers crossed people are finding this funny that is actually something quite tricky is that there's no there's no you know sound comfort coming from you guys (laughs) just dead it's so hard to tell when it's just silence but at least there's no hecklers oh oh. I've heard some horrible hecklers in the crowd and it's just so awful those people are just terrible and you know damn well they got coal in their stockings for Christmas so no um I'm very happy sitting on my lads in the comfort of my own room, just chatting away. God, I do feel like this is a bit of a voice note. Like, 
one of those really long voice notes that you send to people, like your friends, but you don't get to see them that often. I love a good voice note and I always used to just describe everything that was going on around me. Like when I lived in London, I'd be like, oh my God, there's this pigeon looking at me funny. Is it, should I kick it? Should I not? And um, now I'm back in the countryside. I'm like, oh my God, there's a horse coming down the road. Classic country. <laughs> so yeah, I guess you're like my new friend. Oh, so desperate for human interaction not to be friends with anyone so other content on this podcast you might be interested in well I don't know any celebrities so there won't be any of that I don't know anyone that could speak about topics the general public would be interested in and it's so hard getting in a good conversation with your friends at the moment so if I am able to speak to them there's no way I'm going to share that time with you Plus. Whenever I am excited to speak to a friend and I imagine what it's going to be like, you guys are never there. But this can be a conversation between us. Bridget Jones-esque stories, anything you would like to share with what you're going through, troubling situations you'd like my take on. That's if by some miracle I've made you trust my judgment in this time. (laughs) Any advice I could give on maybe what you're going to do with your life if you're also facing that pandemic pondering you can email me at youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com and I would like to remind you to be kind I will not be impressed if people are dicks because I will tell on you to my mum and as I am sure I've come across completely together and so stable in this podcast I have been really struggling with my mental health and definitely not just this year. So for me, it is part of my reality. So feel free to include any stories about your mental health, any tips or advice that you have as well, and hopefully we can help each other out. I'm most definitely doing this to have a chat and hear from people just like me, real people just out there trying to do their best and trying to keep chipper, trying to have the Bridget Jones comedy made of their life. (laughs) And hopefully after you hear me rattle on, you'll be ready for a bit of peace and quiet. Thanks for listening. I've been your Agony On and I look forward to sharing more with you next time. And please let me know your thoughts on my podcast. My email is, again, third time's a charm, youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe. And, you know, I would point to wherever it is that you do it. <laughs>